0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for January 8th, 2012, our study on really impending things coming down the pike in 2012, really already here in some ways, and impending. So let's pick up where we left off in the last part. Going back to the original source article, concerned about such developments, a member of the California-based Worldwide Church of God, an organization that boasts 64,000 members and 800 In 60 congregations in about 90 countries asked if any of the church's pastors were involved in the FEMA program. The head office quickly replied hastily with an hour by telling me, quote, sorry, that is privileged information. Oh, so it's privileged information to know, uh, for us to know, for the public, for the people within the churches to know how much the government is yoked up with our Given uh, churches and the pastors and these types of things, what churches are yoked up, what churches have signed on, what pastors have signed on to this FEMA, government-yoking FEMA uh, partnership with the churches. No, no, we don't have any right to know that, right? We have no right at all as citizens, or really, more importantly, the the 64,000 members. I kind of want to know that, you know? I mean, I I really would want to know if my pastor, how, how yoked up they are with FEMA. I think they have a right to know that. But no, they don't. They have no. They they said, sorry, that is privileged information, the man states. And then he says, quote, the reply was in, well, the reply was in big, bold script like I've never seen before in emails. In other words, like 24 font, big, bold script, privileged, you know, sorry, that's privileged information. Well, it really must have, uh, really must have got his, uh, Hackles up there for him to respond that way really must have of uh, hit a sore spot there you I mean don't don't you dare talk about that no this needs to be exposed is what it needs to be. I just wish there's been more more that's come out about this uh, since this all broke back years ago uh, it seems the church groups are. Reticent to let slip any information concerning the issue of pastors being trained to help manage a state of martial law. Well, they don't want their hypocrisy being exposed. Of course not. They want to maintain their nice, religious, lukewarm veneer and preach their state sponsored, essentially, sermons that aren't going to really offend anyone. Now, I'm not saying they all do that, but I'm saying a lot of them do, and it's getting worse. And I'm seeing this gigantic push, and again, this is one of the reasons I've been doing so much in the Catholics lately, of ministries that at one time I would have possibly pointed to, this gigantic push toward yoking up with the Catholic Church. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I've reported on this a lot lately. But that's the biggest trend I'm seeing. I cannot believe how many ministries are out there that at one time I respected her who are now not so subtly pointing to the Catholic Church and and essentially is that it's just they're Christians just like us. Yes, there's some bad things going on there, and that's what we need to expose. Just the bad guys within the the people that have infiltrated the Catholic Church. Other than that, it's a great institution. Yeah. Yeah, we really proved that last week and all the other umpteen studies we've done documenting that abomination of a denomination, whatever you want to call it. It's a huge push for that. Well, hey, there's got to be one world religion. <laughs> one world one religion under Antichrist. Got to start somewhere. Well, it's what it is. So, going further here, Uh, Again, I'll just repeat this last one. It seems that church groups are reticent to let slip any information concerning the issue of pastors being trained to help manage a state of martial law following the controversy stirred up by the exposure of the program in 2006. Indeed, the pastors that took a risk by first divulging the information to us were later threatened by Homeland Security and told to keep their mouths shut. So Homeland Security comes along, they know what they're doing is totally evil, and they say, you better keep your mouth shut, Pastor. You're yoked up with us now. We own you, and you keep your mouth shut. You don't tell anybody in your congregation that you're yoked up with us. We're going to spring that on them at the time that we see fit, at the time of our choosing, and you you just keep your mouth shut, you little weasel, and do what we tell you to do. That's basically what Homeland Security is telling the pastors And what do they do? Just cower down. I don't know of any pastor that has come out and exposed this. I don't know of one. I'm not saying there's not one. Maybe there's more. But I don't know of any. You know? No way. They got in line. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. We're beholden to you, sir. You're the government. Whatever you tell us to do, we do. Because the Bible tells us to do that. According to Romans 13, sir. Just like Adolf Hitler told his exactly the thing Adolf Hitler used. Worked for him really good. Yeah, they're gonna do the same thing in this country. Here's a article, a link entitled "26,000 Pastors for Martial Law Continuity of Government." You gotta figure how many people are 26,000 pastors influencing, depending on the size of their congregation. Obviously, a whole lot more than 26,000. The KSLA news reports 26,000 pastors have been recruited for handling the people during a martial law takeover. Now that was back. I believe in 06 or 07. And that's what they knew about. (laughs) I'm sure there was many more, and now there's way many more. There are over 800 FEMA camps throughout the United States. Recently, 26,000 pastors were recruited by FEMA to instruct their congregations that in case of an emergency, they are to peacefully hand over their arms and children and go to the camps. Next article. Uh DHS officers armed, now this is just this week, this happened, so we're kind of segueing into something that just happened this week. DHS officers armed with semi-automatics set up unannounced ID checkpoint, uh, and starts out by saying residents in Leesburg, Florida were shocked to see their social security office turn into a random Homeland Security checkpoint Tuesday morning. As DHS officers armed with semi-automatic rifles and accompanied by sniffer dogs, checked identification of locals. All they were doing is walking into a social security building. And, it, and I gave you a picture here of one of these jackboot thugs out in front of here checking IDs. It looks like he's got like full body armor on. It said it looks like these guys are getting ready to go to war. Well, they want that intimidation factor. They want the sniffer dogs. They want us to get used to this kind of conditioning. Going further, it says, With their blue and white SUVs circling around the Main Street office in Leesburg, Florida, at least one official was posted on the door with a semi-automatic rifle. Randomly checking identifications, and other officers, some with canines, sifted through the building. This reports the Daily Commercial. This is the local news thing there. The activity was part of Operation Shield, an unannounced drill conducted by the DHS... Federal protective services centered around, quote, detecting the presence of unauthorized persons and potentially disruptive or dangerous activities. Happens all the time at the Social Security offices. I mean, it's just a point of total mayhem. I mean, my word, they're setting off pipe bombs and nuclear, little small nuclear blasts inside. I I can understand why they would want to, you know, shake down everybody before they go in. I mean, come on, what's wrong with us? Thomas... Milligan, a district manager for the Social Security Administration office, said staff were not informed their offices were about to be stormed by the armed FPS officers. And that's how they want to keep it. They want that element of surprise. They want shock and awe in everything they do. They want the same thing with the clergy response teams and them yoking up with FEMA and Department of Homeland Security. Whenever they want to implement it at the time of their choosing, they want to implement that. And they want this to be a total shock thing to their congregations in that particular case. Uh, But these people were not informed about they were about to be stormed by uh, FPS officers. DHS officials refused to answer questions asked by local media and left with no explanation at noon. Well, again, they gauge the public outcry. If the public says nothing. We'll, we'll be good little sheeple people. And you can do whatever you want to us, Mr. Big Brother, because the Bible tells us to do that. Well, then they, they know they have the green light to implement their further draconian their draconian agenda even further. So then, next article. The Pentagon is offering free military hardware to every police department in the United States. The U.S. military has some of the most advanced killing equipment in the world that allows it to invade almost anywhere it likes at will. We produce so much military equipment that inventories of military robots, M-16 assault right, rifles, helicopters, armored vehicles, and grenade launchers eventually start to, to pile up. Our, our tax dollars at, at work, um, they, turn, they, they pile up, and it turns out a lot of these weapons are going straight to the American police forces to be used against U.S. citizens. Benjamin Carlson of The Daily... Reports on a little-known endeavor called the 1033 program that gave more than $5 million in military, in military gear to the U.S. police forces in 2011 alone. $500 million in military gear. That's, that's on top of everything else they've already got in their armories and everything else. The 10 was passed by Congress in 1997 to help law enforcement fight terrorism and drugs, but despite a 40-year low in violent crime, police are snapping up hardware like never before. While this year's staggering take toppled the charts, next year's orders are up over 400% over the same period. So what's that going to be? Uh, 2,000 million if it's quadrupled? Two thousand million dollars in military gear? <laughs> the upswing coincides with an increasingly military like style of law enforcement mostly recently seen in the Wall Street Occupy Wall Street crackdowns. Now this is more of some proactive measures regarding everything that we just talked about. Now obviously the main proactive measure is prayer and making sure you're right with the Lord Jesus Christ and in these types of things, okay? That's obviously the main proactive thing, but there are other things that, again, if they just see no public outcry and no, oh, we'll go along with whatever. Well, then that gives them the green light to say, okay, you're you being good, sheeple people. We're going to go now. We're going to go further. Um, Stuart Rhodes, founder of Oath Keepers, announced a national effort to recall every member who voted for this act, the the NDAA. Um, there's a link you can follow on that. There are other two worthwhile legislative. Legislative initiatives underwent in Congress to counteract the unconstitutional new, deten- new detention policy included in the recently passed and signed NDAA. Uh, there's a Representative Landry amendment. Uh, there's another amendment here. You can click on these things. There's some proactive things. Send a message to representatives and senators. These types of things that I put in there just for a little bit of proactive things you can do. And in addition to prayer. Next article, the federal government has created a national database on your children using the public school system. And this is a news brief, how feds are tracking your children. Would it bother you to know that the federal Centers for Disease Control have been shown your daughter's health records to see how she responds to an STD, teen pregnancy prevention program? How about if the federal Department of Education and Department of Labor scrutinized your son's academic performance to see if he should be encouraged to, quote, leave high school early to learn a trade? would you think the government was intruding on your territory as a parent? Under regulations, the Obama Department of Education released this month. Under regulations, the Obama Department of Education released this month. These scenarios could become reality. The department has taken a giant step toward creating a de facto national student database that will track students by their personal information from preschool through career. Although current federal law prohibits this, the department decided to ignore Congress and, if, in effect, rewrite the law. Um, student privacy and parental authority will suffer. How could the government do this without any citizen knowing about it? The answer is that legislators buried this horrific authority within a bill that had nothing to do with building student databases, which what they do all the time. Because they're slime, they're slime buckets, essentially. And they use every slimy tactic to get railroad through legislations they want to get through to appease their Illuminati puppet master handlers, essentially. I don't mean to sugarcoat it so much, sorry, but, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, So, concerned citizens were actually looking in the wrong place. Buried within the enormous 2009 stimulus bill were provisions encouraging states to develop data systems for collecting copious information on public school kids to qualify for stimulus money. States had to agree to to build such systems according to federally dictated standards. So all 50 states either now maintain or are capable of maintaining extensive databases on public school students. Now, anything, any benefit you receive from the government, remember, number one, they can take it away. And number two, typically it's going to require a certain level of disclosure on your part and control they have over you In order to get that benefit or that privilege. Having your kids in a public school system is no different. They're brainwashing centers... Very hard to get out of, of the, um, in a lot of states, almost impossible to get out of vaccinations if you're in a public school. Uh, you could go on and on and on. The, the Darwinian brainwashing of evolution, the sex education that sometimes begins in pre-K, the the, the promotion of the sodomites and the glorification of them, and, and the and the whole way they've got the school set up and the whole way that they teach these, these children to think. Uh, it's just... It's, it's totally Big Brother draconian 1984. It's what they're doing to the kids to brainwash them. So, just something to think about. Why is the federal government so interested in collecting all this information on you and me and our children? The answer is simple. When the time comes to thrust Americans into the FEMA camps, we talk about we've talked about in the previous sections, they will have enough information on all Americans to know which citizens are, quote, enemies of the state and where you are presently located. Now, every article I'm going over here pretty much is pointing to the same thing. It's saying the same thing. It's just restating it a little differently. Now, let's get into the second half of our study. I'm really surprised I'm making such good time on this study. I'm already on to page 16 of the study out of the 36, 7 pages. So, I think we're going to be able to get through this in the allotted time. So, praise the Lord. The next article, this We're going to get now into, again, remember what I said before about how all the firearm sales are exploding and all these people have guns now and ammunition and all these people are being trained on how to use them and concealed weapon permits. Okay, what's something that could totally negate all of that? Well, just have a pandemic breakout. People be turning their guns in like crazy to get the remedy. If they think that the government has the remedy... And I'm telling you right now, that's not what it's about. It's about mass extermination of our populace. Mass extermination. They would really rather, I think in most cases, exterminate us before we ever even got into the camps. We're just a burden. I mean, when, when guys like Ted Turner and, and the big guys in, in global government say we need to have you know at least a 66% reduction in world population, Ted Turner going all the way to the 500 million mark in an Audubon Magazine interview which is almost 95 percent anywhere from 66 to 95 percent reduction they got to do it some way. Now they've been trying to kill us for a long 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 time and we've reported on this numerous ways they're they're just trying to, to, to kill us and, and to keep us docile and dumb down the fluoride in the water the chlorine the, the chemtrails the all the chemicals in the food now the GMOs all the the stuff they're doing from an electronic the what we mentioned before even with the Gwen towers the scalar towers, the harp towers. Uh, natural disasters that they can actually create now through the scalar weaponry. You could go on and on and on and on. All the pharmacia and the pharmaceuticals that they're using to, to destroy, dumb down the masses, the disease care industry, the pharma medical cartels, all the, the vaccinations. And we're going to really be looking at that in, in depth here. Some information I wasn't even fully aware of. But it's been, it hasn't I don't know, I just think that God gave us such an incredible body for the most part that it has been able to actually overcome despite their best efforts to cull our numbers and and despite the way that most people eat and what they put in their body, the way people eat and what they put in their body and how they treat their body, they would never, ever, ever do that to their cars, typically, most people. They wouldn't put, you know, 43 octane in their car with with, uh, water and sand in the gas tank and never, ever, ever get an oil change and never do any maintenance and never replace their tires and never replace their brakes. That's how most Americans treat their bodies. Fact. Fact. That's how most Americans treat their bodies. They would never treat their car that way. But it's amazing to me that I look around and I see just what people are doing on that thing alone. That one little thing I just mentioned that's just one factor okay and yet people are still alive and kicking I just think God's given us our bodies this incredible ability to overcome and adapt to certain now and I'm not saying it's not going to cut decades off their life I'm not going to say that they're not it's not going to affect brain function and their ability to resist evil which is what fluoride takes out fluoride burns out the lower brain lobes which uh, which um, which basically kills your ability to resist it makes you passive and, and apathetic. And this is what Hitler used in the concentration camps to make the concentration camp victims docile. And I mentioned this before, but when they went in to liberate these concentration camps, I've seen some of the original footage, and a lot of these people, I understand that they're they they were probably so tired and so but a lot of them I've heard that they would go in there and they and they they would know that they were being freed and they would just stay wherever they were at, and they wouldn't even really be excited. I think their brains had been so damaged from the fluoride, from the sodium fluoride, which is also rat poison, uh, which is also what wavefarin is, or coumadin. It's also rat poison. They just, you know, they like to use it as blood thinners though now. And fluoride, they just pump into the, the toothpaste. Sodium fluoride is a byproduct of the aluminum industry. And they pump it into the toothpaste and into the water supply. Why? To kill us. And burn out our lower brain lobes, which control our ability to resist. They want to create this docile, sheeple people, a population that go along and do whatever they say, and this is the society they want to create. And they have created it for, for a large part. And, you know, we're primed to be taken at this point, this society as a whole. And this is why I'm really big on being proactive about this stuff and why the Bible says, according to Hosea 6, that my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't care how on fire for God you are, but if you're you're guzzling the old fluoridated water year after year by the gallon or whatever, oh it's all good. And remember, you buy you buy like soft drinks and all this other stuff. It's mostly fluoridated water too. You have it in there, either the aluminum containers or aluminum leaches in there causes Alzheimer's, lays across the synaptic clefts basically short circuits your brain that's horrific for you as well, of the aluminum in the can. Or take your plastic containers, which are loaded with BPH, and a substance called antimony, which actually leaches out um, all these from the chemicals and the plastics, and particularly if they're heated. And that just causes all kinds of horrific things as well. Has xenoestrogens in it, which basically turn men into women, causes a feminizing effect on them, turning our men into these whatever... Uh, not all men, but but a lot of men into these pathetic, spineless creatures that basically will go along with anything. Their, their brain's fluoridated out. They're, they're loaded with BPH. Um, and a lot of it's from the plastics. It's on the receipts that we get from, from supermarkets. It's in all kinds of things. I'm going to be reporting on this uh, upcoming. Again, I've, I've talked about it in times past, but that right by itself. All the xenoestrogens in the... Things we put on our body, in the shampoos, in the, um, uh, you name it. Any kind of personal ha- care product. It's loaded with xenoestrogens. This, These are the type of estrogens that cause cancer. These are the type of, of cancer-based tumors that women are most prone to. And they're doing all this stuff to try to take out humanity. And it's so flagrant and so in your face. It's just unbelievable. And the stuff we're getting into right now. About as flagrant as it, as it can get. I mean, my job gets easier every time I come and to, to report on this type of stuff. Because it's more and more flagrant in your face. So, the first article is, is, Chinese man dies of highly virulent H5N1 flu. Now, H5N1 is the original strain that I talked about in the tour that I did in 06. Uh, December 31st, 2011... A 39-year-old man in southern China died Saturday from what appears to be a contagious strain of the avion flu. State, re- State media reported Saturday the man was hospitalized in Shenzhen on December 21st. As he battled fever, he tested positive for H5N1 avion flu virus. Um, the man had not traveled out of the city of Sh- Shenzhen, nor did he have direct contact with poultry. In the month before, he came down with the fever, according to the department. Shenzhen borders Hong Kong, where there are more than 17,000 chickens that were just ordered culled on the same day that Shen was in the hospital. Now, that's particularly alarming that he didn't have any contact with poultry, because what that's saying is that he might have actually contracted this in another way. Before, the only way you could contract H5N1, which has about a 60% kill rate, is through direct contact with poultry, or undercooked poultry. Now they're saying this guy didn't have any contact with poultry. What what does that imply? That's implying that there may be certain strains of this that have actually went where it can go human-to-human contact and or airborne human-to-human contact, which would be the worst-case scenario, which is what the scenario for the show Outbreak was based on with Dustin Hoffman. I played a clip of that not too long ago where it shows finally when the mutation occurs in the person's body. They're in a movie theater and they cough and it shows the, the little viral droplet going out and somebody else inhaling it and then that's when things go... Viral, literally, and it it spreads like wildfire from that point forward. So I'm not saying that's the case here, but you know, it's it's not good that if he really didn't have direct contact with poultry, that's saying that there may have been a mutation that has occurred and most likely was released by our wonderful world government. Now, if you want to watch the presentation that I talked about, where I talked about all this, which is just as pertinent today as it was back then, I don't just talk about the avian flu; I talk about the whole big, big, big picture. With pictures and all kind of stuff. Um, and the proactive things you can do, which I'll talk more about at the end. Um, I give you all the links here to watch the video online. So that'll be on about page right about page 18. And they're in green. What I've been trying to do is when I post within the PDFs I'm putting up, if you see something in green, that's generally, generally material, either a comment for me or material I've, uh, like, teachings I'm reposting. That way you can distinguish it from the source article. It's not just part of it. I'm, I'm putting it in another color so you can see that it's something separate and distinct to make it a little easier for you. Okay, so the next article. Tweeting the word virus could mean your Twitter account is read by U.S. government spies. The Department of Homeland Security makes fake Twitter and Facebook profiles for the specific purpose of scanning the networks for, quote, sensitive words and tracking people who simply use them. Simply using a word or phrase from the DHS's watch list could mean that spies from the government read your post, investigate your account, and attempt to identify you from it, according to an online privacy group. The words which attract attention range from ones seemingly related to diseases or bioweapons such as human to animal or outbreak, and other more obscure words such as drill or strain. Mm. Uh, U.S. sociopaths don't want us talking about their lab-generated pandemics. That was the comment by the lady that put up the article. So again, they're very concerned about this subject and have been for a long, long time. I think that's why when I was on that tour, I had people coming up to me in some of these cities, and they were like, "They were like, oh my word, I can't believe they've killed you yet. Oh, God's, yeah, yeah, God is protecting me. That's right. God is protecting me. You know." The wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that I'm any wonderful. I'm just saying I'm not going to just shut my mouth and go away just because there's a little bit of heat on me or whatever. Okay? And, again, it's incumbent to help other people that we do speak out. If we just keep our mouths shut and just sit there and do nothing while people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge, then their blood's going to be on your hands. You know, just see Ezekiel 3 and 33 once you be once you i mean to whom much is given much is required is what the bible says so you just learn this information it isn't just for like personal consumption and for hoarding you want to help other people that's what it's about that's why we're put here on planet earth essentially i mean to you know once you're saved okay what help other people help other people get saved primarily but also help educate other people and in, in these types of things cuz you know we got so many people out there totally in the dark about this stuff Okay, next article. Alarm, as Dutch lab creates highly contagious killer flu. For the first time, and again, let me just say more about the other, the Facebook, the Twitter, and all these social media. I'm just telling you, they're all governmental created things, essentially, that are being used to track you, to, to map you, to, it's called data mining. And that's what they're doing. They're building databases on you. So, <laughs> just not something I advise. Okay, so next article, Alarm. As Dutch lab creates highly contagious killer flu, for the first time, researchers have been able to mutate the H5N1 strain of the Avion flu for airborne transmission so it could easily pass between mammals. Now, isn't that what I just talked about? Yeah, it's the exact same scenario in Outbreak, the movie. They've actually done this now, and they've admitted to it. And it's the H5N1 strain, the one that has at least a 60% kill rate. The, the one that I talked about back in '06, they They've already done it. They've already admitted they've mutated it for airborne transmission between mammal to mammal. A deadly strain of bird flu with the potential to infect and kill millions of people has been created in the laboratory by European scientists. This is why I think you should revisit if you haven't watched it my avion flu presentation. Again, it's for free there. The links are all there. Because you really need to educate yourself about that. And I really give you an education on the H5N1 strain. So anyway, going further. um, A deadly strain of bird flu with the potential to inflict and kill millions of people has been created in a laboratory by European scientists. Who now want to publish the full details of how they did it. Well that seems reasonable to me. Let everybody know. So everybody can benefit and, and we can have a whole bunch of homicidal maniacs out there trying to kill everyone. I mean, what's, what's not the like about that? Come on. So the discovery has prompted fears within the U.S. government that the knowledge will fall into the hands of terrorists wanting to use it as a bioweapon of mass destruction. I don't know why they think that. Everybody's good, right? Everybody has good hearts out there. They wouldn't do that. Some scientists are questioning whether the research should ever have been undertaken in a university laboratory instead of in a military facility. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, why not? Why not create it? And you know, have this thing and have like the thing that could wipe out most of the planet easily. Why not create it in a laboratory setting? I mean, what harm could come of it? It would never fall into the wrong hands. I mean, come on. Why can't we all just lighten up? So, then the next article obviously, I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, you know, it's kind of hard not to. I mean, it's so you read these articles and it's like, am I on a different planet? I mean, mean, it's so insanely asinine that I I don't even... it's, It's like I'm less speechless half the time anymore with the information. So, next article. Too late to contain killer flu, science says. Attempts to suppress details of the controversial experiments that have created a highly infectious form of bird flu are likely to fail. According to scientists familiar with the research, the U.S. government has asked two scientific journals to refrain from publishing key parts of the research on the H5N1 Strain of bird flu, to prevent the information from falling into the hands of U.S. terrorists intent on recreating the same flu strain for use as a bioweapon. However, scientists said the plea comes too late, because the information has already been shared widely among flu researchers. Oh, shucks. We just missed it. Golly gee whiz, I mean, what are we going to do? You know... We, we let it out. The flu researchers are sharing it now. The, the whole key to H5N1, airborne transmission. It's already out there. It's already published. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. We, we kind of we dropped the ball on this one just slightly. Uh, nah, come on. I mean, you know, mistakes happen. Why can't we all just get along? I'm sure it won't fall into the wrong hands. Again, that's why I'm doing this teaching. Because I'm telling you what they've already admitted to. And now all they'd have to say if this got out is, oh, Al Qaeda got a hold of it and recreated it in their lab somewhere, you know, in the depths of, of, you know, Afghanistan somewhere. And now they've released it, this plague on humanity. Shame on them. And they could blame it all on them, all on the terrorists, which would be another false flag event in addition to this. Now, let's say we got the Strait of Hormuz here now where, um, Iran's saying that if they impose these restrictions on the oil exports of Iranian oil, we will shut down the Strait of Hormuz easily, they're saying. And our government saying, with our battleships over there saying, Oh well, no, we're not going to let you do that. Okay, well, let's say that starts World War III. Well, I told you before that when that happens, and it's America and Israel against the Middle East, the Middle Eastern countries, and then most likely China and Russia, potentially, because they're on the side of, of Iran and these other countries. Well, concurrent with that, you are going to see, most likely, the terrorist cells that have been prepositioned in the United States and elsewhere, go live, go viral, go red, whatever you want to say, and they're going to implement whatever they've been waiting to implement for years to finally kill these infidels in America that they so hate. everything will be blamed on the terrorists, just like 9-11, even though there's no possible way they could have pulled off what they said they were. And again, just go in and key and loose change 9-11 on YouTube and refute that video. One of the many up there that clearly shows it was totally an inside job. But what the terrorists have been done is they've been blamed for all... Now, do they really hate America? Sure they do. Do they really want to kill us all? Of course the jihadists do. And we've given them a lot of reasons to want to kill us. I mean, going over there spreading depleted uranium everywhere, killing man, woman, and child, and and, I mean all the horrific things that we've done over there. It's not like we've been these these angels over there in the Middle East. So we've given them plenty of reason to want to kill us. So again, I like to have balance when we talk about the subject. Because so many people are like, oh no, it's the poor Palestinians, or whatever. Or, oh no, it's America and, and Israel, and they've done no wrong ever. Come on, let's have some balance when we talk about this stuff. No side is innocent. okay? But America, in particular, is using the terroristic angle in order to justify so much of the draconian thing. This NDAA thing that we just talked about. Well, oh, it's to detain terrorists, detainees, even if they're civilians. Who's defined as a terrorist now? Well, they've already come out and said people that believe, have a strong conviction of belief in the Bible, uh, people that believe in the Second Amendment rights, people that believe in free speech. These are all potential terrorists. So, again, you got to have balance when you look at the really, really big picture regarding these subjects. And I can see this scenario playing out very easily. Oh, the terrorists got a hold of the H5N1, the, the 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 new research out there where, you know, it can go uh, human-to-human, easily transmissible. Hey, wow, we can you don't know, maybe kill off 40, 50, 60% of the population and still come out smelling like a rose and come out with, with all of the martial law that will inevitably go down there, all of the further taking away of our rights and blaming all on the terrorists. Well, hey, we had World War Three, and most likely out of the ashes of World War Three will arise the Antichrist. That's, that's how I see it going down. And then you got the whole Ascended Master Lord Maitreya thing coming to the surface, who they've been waiting in the wings supposedly for a long time to finally make their big debut and big appearance and tell us that they actually created us millions and millions of years ago, which is what the ancient astronaut theory is based on. And, and, and that whole scenario where they come to deceive us and say, we have... We, Your war in nations is is no good. We created you. You're a little science project. We have to come back and actually fix things. And we can. We can give you free energy. We can cure all your diseases. We can create this wonderful global currency. We can show you how all the religions have veered and went the wrong way. We can give you the one world religion under Antichrist where you'll finally be pursuing truth. They're going to give it all to us in one big happy shining package. And the masses are going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. And when they come with all signs and line wonders and miracles, just like the Bible says the Antichrist and the false prophet will, people are going to be saying, Where do I sign up? And they're going to be so traumatized from what they just went through from World War III and so scared, fear of what's coming upon the world, man's heart's failing them for fear of what's coming upon this world, as the Bible describes, that they're going to be doing, they're going to be willing to do anything. To get out of, of the fear and in the tear that they're in, that's that's how I think it's going to go down. It may not go down exactly that way. I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything like that. I'm just saying that my research. I've been doing this a long time. That's where it seems to be pointing. And this teaching is just yet one more confirmation. I never thought they would be so bold, where they would go into a laboratory and say, "Yeah, guess what." <laughs> We figured out, uh, we, we, we mutated that H5N one. We, w- nature couldn't do it. Uh, create the mutation where it could go easily transmissible airborne from mammal to mammal. But we created it in the laboratory. Imagine that. And you know what? It, uh, it got out. and Our scientists couldn't keep their little lips sealed. And, and, and now the terrorists got it. And oh boy, what a, what a mess we've created. All these billions of people dead. I mean, man. Willikers. I just can't believe we did such a thing. Right. It was all by design. Order out of chaos. Shock and awe. That's what they're all about. And that's the way I think it's going to go down. Or something very similar to it. And everything's basically in place for 2012 to be the year that this goes down. Is it definitely going to go? No, I'm not going to sit here and be a date setter. I'm saying that they've done a whole lot of hyping on 2012 though. (laughs) <laughs> for a long time, so we'll see. Uh, let's see here. Okay, the okay next article outbreak strikes Conus, which stands for Continental United States, meaning forty-eight part of the forty-eight state system in the United States new, this just came out today, just got this before I went online, or where after, before I was going to do the teaching, the new H3N2V variant is now spreading from human to human. So now they've got all these variants of the bird slash or, and or swine flu. This is just from today, Intel Hub. Now, they do note, the following topic is under heavy investigation. No conclusions have been made at this time. We do not yet know the full extent of the variation or mutation. No one has supposedly died from the strain at this time. It is also worth noting that this may be more scare tactics in order to further push and pad the pockets of the vaccine industry, because that's going to be the solution, just like it was in 1918, when they killed, uh, probably conservatively, at least 50 million people, and it was actually propagated through the vaccinations, as we will see, and as I documented in the Avion flu presentation, that you can watch. Uh, The CDC in Atlanta admits 12 people in 5 states have been infected as the virus is now possibly transmitting on a human-to-human level. According to Centers for Disease Control, the new H3N2V virus has struck in 5 states in the CONUS of Indiana, Iowa, Maine, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia and contains a mutation variant of the 2009 H1N1 swine flu signaling the possibility of weaponization. Backtracking in 2009, the H1N1 was deemed one of the most violent flu outbreaks in years, killing over 13,000 in the US as people raced to the local Walmart supercenter to get injected with the latest untested and fast-tracked toxic cocktail of death vaccine. Now, at the time, I did a ton of studies on that swine flu. Again, the reason I believe that God called me to go on that tour was because if the Illuminati is always monitoring things and if there's enough information out there exposing their plans, many times that causes them to rethink things and to retool their plans, thereby giving us a little more time to prepare, warn others, etc. So at the time I did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different teachings on this. Nine. If you want to hear any of them, I posted them all here. Um regarding the swine flu, and uh, I got into injectable microchips in the swine flu vaccinations, uh, forced vaccinations, martial law updates, uh, but it was all centered around this swine flu, and thank God nothing really came to pass from it, but now this new variant is a variant of that H1N1. Although the flu was classified as novel at the time, meaning this h one one and one in 2009, the fact remains that due to the pandemic provisions implemented by former President George Bush and extended by the current Obama administration in conjunction with the World Health Organization, one of the most evil organizations on the planet, the United States is technically still under pandemic level six silent martial law until March of 2012. That's going all the way back from 2009. Did you know that? We're still under that same pandemic level six. They never lifted it. Technically, it goes to March of this year which gives the United Nations powers within the United States by way of treaty. I bet you didn't know that. I wasn't even fully aware. I didn't still think this was still in effect. It still is. I remember at the time, it, I talked a lot about it a lot. But the new virus, the H3N2V gene, contains a gene from the 2009 variant. According to the CDC, the agency has taken this situation very seriously and has increased surveillance in areas where the cases are occurring. As a precaution, a candidate vaccine has been developed and provided to manufacturers so they can begin production if necessary, according to the report. Well, good, I'm so glad they've got our best interests at heart. They've got that candidate vaccine. Please, please, inject it into me. Please, I want that tainted DNA. I want the possible microchip dust that might be in it from Hitachi. I want all of the horrific things and cocktails that they put into it. The aluminum, the formaldehyde, which is a bombing fluid, and, and, and all of the horrific detergents they put in there, polysorbate 80, and, and all the things that cause cancer. Where do I sign up? What's not to like? Again, why can't we all just lighten up a little? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's what they're, they're, they're planning a write-up in Top Secret Writers mentioned the fact that scientists have created a new H5N1 weaponized version by open admission. Again, we just talked about that. Scientists have created a new strain of the H5N1 bird flu that is extremely contagious and deadly. So deadly, in fact, that the government has asked scientists to leave details out of the reports that cover how the virus was mutated in order to prevent the information from being used by bioterrorists. But, if we just backtrack... The government just admitted, well, we we messed up. Uh, that didn't happen. They've already shared all the research. So, oh well. When the terrorists get a hold of it, we can just point to the terrorists, even though we created it in the laboratory and admitted it. You know, but that, that's how they can come out smelling like a rose. You, you see the you, you see the, uh, the, the, subtil- the 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 subtlety in a way of this how they're how this is going to play out. I mean, maybe it won't play out exactly that way, but man, it's. If it did play out that way, they've got all their bases covered, basically. For the masses, at least. I mean, for the people that really don't know anything, they're going to, you know, buy every, every bit of it. Now, here's the, other, here's the other one. All this stuff's coming out at the same time. Hong Kong avion outbreak. Kickoff to the diabolic globalist agenda. This just came out on January 1st. As we kick off the new year, we must step back and take a look at the vast canvas that the big picture is painted on in order to see what the diabolic globalists have on their itinerary for 2012. Right out of the gate, uh, right out of the gate of hell, really, the picture comes into focus by taking note of the recent avian flu outbreak in Hong Kong and the new mutations found on multiple strains of the 2009 swine flu. We've just talked about both those things. This is more of a big picture article. Uh, again, what they do is they reiterate how the 39-year-old man died of the H5N1 flu, Recently in Hong Kong, uh, an excerpt from CNN article demonstrates how the United Nations linked, which is linked to the population agendas and genocide through many documents and reports, forecast this dreadful event. This this summer, the United Nations warned of a possible resurgence of the virus, um, which peaked in 2006, which is when I did the tour, at one point infecting people in 63 countries saying there are indications of a mutant strain which may be spreading in Asia. A variant strain of the H5N1, which can apparently bypass the defenses of current vaccines. Oh no. That would just be horrific. Even though they've never had, even though the vaccines create it, even though that's how they spread it, you know, if, if the truth be known. Uh, let's see here alongside last week's confirmation of another novel flu infection with the H3N2 variant, which is what we just talked about, okay? Consistent gearing up from the government's worldwide toward pandemic preparedness at rapid rates since 2009 have been taking place from behind the scenes as it has been documented that American government has prepared mass graves for the U.S. citizens in case of major catastrophic events such as nuclear disaster or flu pandemic. The World Health Organization has now openly admitted in a USA Today excerpt that the Tamiflu is useless. Well, I reported on that in 2009. 2006, they admitted that Tamiflu was totally useless against the H5N1 strain. It's really useless against a whole ton of things. Okay, Um, so again, I give you all the quotes there for that. Meanwhile, in the United States, multiple new cases of H1N1 have been reported at the same time that the U.S. government has warned about the potential of a bioweapon attack. It is evident that the powers that be that shouldn't be are now posturing to be able to go hot with the full on-control grid, concentration camp-style martial law, in an effort to silence the populace from the recent recent uprising of truth. Because a lot of this stuff now is really being exposed. A lot of people are finally cluing into this stuff. And it may getting to the point where they're saying, listen, too many people are getting educated, we need to call the population, we need to accelerate our plans, and we need to do it now. And again, doesn't that just fit in with everything that I just reported? In the first hour? On all the new recent legislations and draconian things that they're doing? I'm just saying, all the puzzle pieces are fitting together. Really, they they have been, I mean, so much of what we've been reporting on for five years. It's just all one big confirmatory blob of information. Essentially, all pointing in the same direction. Uh, Let's go further here. Some professionals have raised speculation that the 2009 swine flu outbreak was a primer used as a catalyst in a two-part bioweapon to be later used to exterminate portions of the world populace. Henry Kissinger kicked off this idea in the Kissinger Report where he shows world population numbers of 12, now this was in 1974, He's he was showing world population numbers of 12 to 15 billion worldwide around the year 2000, obviously way off on that, to be held at a targeted goal of six to eight billion, but again, there. Although that's where we're at right now, okay, and maybe that's their—they've reached their goal in that effect. That's not before pre-culling numbers or what their culling goals would be. All you have to do is look at the Georgia Guidestones, the Ten Commandments for the World uh, New World Order, essentially. And the first commandment is to reduce world population to five hundred million. million. are this big set of. Stonehenge-like monuments in Elbert County, Georgia that are out in the middle of nowhere that some rich guy set up. I've got listeners that have went out there and actually walked the grounds and saw them. You know, I mean, you can just key in Georgia Guidestones and key in, like, the images and do a keyword search. You'll, you'll see them. I, and I show the Georgia Guidestones at the start of the Avian Flu thing that I provided in the video presentation. So, going further here... Uh, Let's see here. Some professionals... Okay, I've already said that. Okay, the deeper truth is the fact that U.S. or foreign troops may fire on American citizens in the name of protecting the country as a whole during a major pandemic. And remember, technically, we are still at pandemic level 6, which was extended until March of 2012. If some states... In some states, if you do not take a cancerous vaccine from your loving government, you can be jailed and fined, as documented in uh, this presentation, Bird Flu Pandemic. And um, there's a link there for you. Uh, a new law just passed in Massachusetts imposes fines of up to $1,000 per day and up to a 30-day jail, jail sentence for not obeying authorities during a public health emergency. You know, See, again, our government has become a terror to good works. On so many different levels. I'm not saying every faction. okay. I'm saying at the highest levels, and with what they are going to implement, and what they are implementing right now, they are a terror to good works, which, again, is the test for Romans 13. They're not a terror to evil works, they're a terror to good works on a lot of different levels now. So, if you're instructed to take the swine flu vaccine in Massachusetts and you refuse, you could be facing fines that will bankrupt you in prison sentence on top of that. It has been previously proven that the 2000... Well, and again, when they institute martial law, what everything I've heard say is that, you know, you don't take the the uh, vaccine, well, you go straight to the concentration camp. Period. I mean, there's there's you know, do not pass go. do not collect $200 or whatever it is a Monopoly. Um... And you think, well, hold on. If the vaccine works so great, and I choose not to be vaccinated, what do the other people have to fear? They're all vaccinated. Their immune systems now are so bolstered from that wonderful vaccine, they're not going to get it. What do they worry about if if I don't take it? Think about it from that standpoint. It doesn't make any sense. No, they want to force it on you. They want to get that tainted DNA and whatever else they've got in those vaccines. They want to get that into your bloodstream. They want to defile your DNA as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. That's what Jesus Christ said. What were they doing in Noah's day? The fallen angels had come down, procreated with human women, and they had created this this tainted DNA race of Nephilim giants that were defiling the whole planet. So much so that it repented God that he had even made man and he had to destroy the whole world with a flood Animals and everything, because they'd even defiled the animals. Everything. They defiled everything. Their DNA had been corrupted, save eight people on the ark. That's how bad it got. Well, they're trying to do the same thing today. Well, isn't that what Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah? So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. What was the main thing they were doing in Noah's day? Defiling the DNA of mankind, which led to the whole flood of the earth? Essentially, if you want to boil it down in a nutshell, I've done tons of teachings on that. I know this is a lighthearted teaching. I know. I need to get a little more lighthearted. I think. A little more serious, I mean, sorry. Uh, let's go further here. So, it has been previously proven that the 2009 H1N1 was manufactured, as reported by Russia Today. The potential to increase sales by the vaccine industry is a big motive. But why the weaponization? The 2009 H1N1 was gene-spliced and displayed unique characteristics rapidly mutating in humans by design. When will the second component be added? How will it be added? Through the water, the air, the vaccines, the food? Now this is another thing, a binary agent, where they release one thing, and then, okay, let's say, it would be too, too in-your-face if they just gave you the vaccine And everybody started dropping dead immediately. But what if they give you the vaccine, which has all this nice tainted DNA and all the other components that are in it. And then the chemtrail, a real special chemtrail for you. Or maybe it's something you've already been exposed to. Maybe it's something that will produce slow death. And then all of a sudden, it's more gradual. Well, it was the binary component. Maybe it's something they'll put in the food. Maybe they'll do it in multiple things so that they make sure they're hitting the highest level of population. Maybe some people stay inside all the time. They're not going to get the chemtrails. We'll, we'll hit them with the, with the tap water. We'll, well, Okay, what if they don't drink the tap water? We'll, we'll hit the food supply. You've already got your vaccination. It just takes this binary agent, or maybe tertiary, or who knows. It might be two or three things that need to be in place for you to totally die. I don't know. I'm not sure how subtle they're going to make it. I think they're getting kind of impatient with their calling. Uh, with them wanting to call this planet down, I think it's going to just be more aggressive and more flagrant. Because they're getting w- really flagrant with this stuff that we're <laughs> we're looking at here. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, let's go further here. Oh, okay, now let's go ahead and watch this little clip here. This is something that will also key into that. I'm waiting for this to load. Okay, that didn't load. I guess they had already taken the link down. A lot of this stuff goes up, this cutting edge stuff, and it's down right away because, and it'll pop up somewhere else. But that particular link already went went down. Um, but really, it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, we're, we're giving you enough documentation here where you know you should be able to. Clearly see what's going on. Another nefarious billionaire, John D. Rockefeller, has been instrumental in the diabolic agenda as well, innovating a mixture of depopulation with profiteering, as outlined by Henry Kissinger. The globalists can actually make more money with less of us as, we, as where we would be more manageable to the hierarchy of global oligarchs. See, 7 billion people is way too many people for them to try to man, manage. Um, they don't have enough people to be able to... Manage a population, global population of that size. Okay, so they gotta they gotta call our numbers and then get it down to something manageable. Then they can manage us much better. Not only that, all the sacrifices, all the billions of people dying, will be viewed directly as sacrifices to Satan. That's how they view it. That's how they view it when they create wars and when they introduce fluoride into the water supply and in you know the tobacco industry and, and uh, the vaccine industry and the drug industry and the chemtrails and all the people that die as a consequence of all these programs they view them in the Illuminati directly as a sacrifice to Satan it's it's their it's their um, one of the ways they pay back to their master through human lives and suffering and torture and debauchery so that's how they practice their religion of Luciferianism, or Satanism, or whatever you want to call it. So, the 1918 virus pandemic was the direct result of the typhus fever vaccines injected into the millions of soldiers during the Great War of World War I. John D. Rockefeller Labs and vac- factories in China produced these typhus vaccines in 1916 by harvesting pus from infected humans, and injecting the infectious matter into pigs, then mixing the harvested contaminated contaminants into chicken egg albumin, which is egg whites, to be injected into the human host as a vaccine. Isn't that scientific? Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's science. That's medical science for you right there. Rockefeller, always a shrewd businessman, supplied both sides, the Germans as well as the Allied armies, with a toxic and lethal vaccine brew. Immediately after the vaccine, many soldiers fell ill in what was called the time of paratyphoid. It was also called the Black Death. They would literally die within 24 hours of getting the vaccine. Now, they don't want to quite be that crazy this time, I don't think. But back then, you know, news didn't travel as fast, and, you know, it wasn't like you had the media set up like you do today. Okay? Of course, they, can, they control that too. I mean, when this happens, they're going to have total control of the media. Internet kill switch the whole nine yards. So, um, at the time, it was called the paratyphoid infection, which was caused by the vaccinations all by design. Nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, and killing pneumonia. Subsequent waves spread around the globe, killing as many as 50 million innocent souls worldwide. Now, I document this last paragraph that I said in depth in the videos that i just providing for free here um, that I talked about earlier in the presentation I did. So, I give you the pictures, I give you more quotes, I give you a whole bunch of more in- information regarding that. So, you can understand this is something that they've been doing a long, long time. They're just trying to perfect their craft. And I mean that witchcraft in every sense of the word. So, only much later did the world's medical establishment wrongfully label and name the deadly recombinant virus accidentally spawned by Rockefeller... No, it wasn't accidentally. It was totally spawned by Rockefeller's vaccine as the 1918 Spanish flu. It was totally caused by the the vaccines. And there's numerous eyewitnesses back then, and I quote a whole bunch of them that say, you know, Men Hale and Hardy one day would be dead the next from receiving the vaccine. That's how deadly it was. Okay? And again, this is why I think they're gonna use some type of binary agent this time, because they don't want to be quite that flagrant. Because if if Aunt Emma comes, she just got her vaccine, she comes home and she's dead two hours later, I don't think Uncle John's gonna to want to go get the same vaccine. But if Aunt Emma's dead in a week or two, they could say, Well, we just didn't get in her soon enough. Well, no, in that time, they had a chance to release the binary agent. Or maybe she was already exposed to the binary agent. Maybe she already already inhaled the chemtrails. Maybe it was already in her system. Maybe it was in her system from a previous vaccine. Um, you know, all the fluoride that's in her system, all the whatever aluminum that might be in her system, all the different chemicals and xenoestrogens that might be in her system, the BPA and, and these types of things, it might already be there. And it just might be more of a slow kill over the next week. It would It would make them... Easier for the government to come out smelling like a rose in that scenario, okay, rather than giving them the injection and them dropping dead before they basically get out of the vaccination centers, you know. So, um, so of course, the multi uh, million billion dollar vaccine, em- the Rockefeller multi billion dollar vaccine empire could not afford to label it what it really was, which was not the Spanish flu of 1918, but vaccine induced. Disease of 1918. Uh, thus, demonstrating the very nature of the globalist mindset. Whatever the case, we must now remain vigilant and information is imperative. When proper, truthful information is imperative. So, um, let's see where we're at here. I'm uh, tr- 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 uh, probably going to go ahead and stop part two here. I think we're going to be able to easily complete this four part teaching. Uh, and I'm going to go to part three next, and we're going to continue down the same route, more keen in on the vaccine. Some unbelievable information I'm going to be getting into. Not to say this other stuff hasn't been as well, but this, this stuff is just mind, mind boggling. So God bless you. We'll see you in part three.